This is a Rogue Media Network podcast. Coming up today on KWZX at 4, a walk to benefit the American Foundation for Suicide Prevention. I'll tell you how the community is coming together for this year's Walk Out of, out of the Darkness Walk. And another community event to support the Imagination Library of Waco, how adopting a rubber ducky can help. Plus, we'll tell you why the creation of the whitest paint in the world can help cool this hot planet. KWTX at 4 starts now. Thanks for joining us. I'm Justin Early here with Lauren Westbrook and meteorologist Camille Hawksworth. Excited to hear about that white paint. We've talked about it before, but we're going to get into the benefits of cooling things down a little bit, especially after the summer we've had. We need that. So we do. Excited to hear <laughs> about that. But we're also continuing today our look at how a government shutdown could impact you. There's still no legislation the House and Senate can all agree on. So let's look at the potential impacts to public health and safety. Yeah, yesterday we talked about transportation. Today we're touching on this. The White House says the Food and Drug Administration could be forced to delay food safety inspections for a wide variety of products across the country. The Occupational Safety and Health Administration would be forced to limit workplace inspections, putting worker safety at risk. And the White House says drinking water could be put at risk and that's because the Environmental Protection Agency would be forced to scale back most of its inspections at hazardous waste, drinking water, and chemical facilities. There are still some other proposals in the work, so hopefully this can be avoided, but not yet. We'll show you some more of the impacts tomorrow, but for now, we'll get on to the Daily Four. Some good news to start off our Daily Four today. After 148 days of striking on the streets, leaders of the Writers Guild of America unanimously voted in favor of their members getting back to work. The tentative contract with the major studios includes pay hikes, stronger benefits, protections against the studio's use of artificial intelligence, and guarantees for streaming compensation. But there still may be another chapter or plot twist in this drama. The WGA tentative agreement is, by definition, not yet set in stone, and the Screen Actors Guild is still on the picket line. SAG-AFTRA leaders say they are, quote, committed to securing a fair contract. Now, late night shows were the first ones that went dark when the Writers Guild strike began, but they'll be the first to come back. Stephen Colbert, Jimmy Kimmel, Jimmy Fallon, Seth Meyers, and John Oliver have all announced their respective shows are returning. Oliver's show is coming back Sunday night, while the rest will have new episodes beginning Monday. Economists say the Hollywood strikes have already had a more than $5 billion effect on the overall economy. We talked about those late night hosts. They started a podcast, yeah. which was really yeah, cool, right. to mm -hmm. raise money for the people who work on their shows. Mm -hmm. and. I was listening to a po another podcast with Jimmy Kimmel on talking about that and how they all came together, which is such a unique thing. Yes. For because normally your your competition, right. you don't sure. come together like that. So uh, it's finally over. Yeah, I'm excited to see these late night shows. I think that you know if you haven't been a viewer before, you're probably ready for some fresh content and ready to see what they have to say about everything that's happened in the past several months, along with what's happening currently. So I think we're going to have some good viewership for all these late night shows tonight, don't you? Yes, I think so. And you know, we've talked about some of those replacement shows coming on air, more reality TV. So maybe now that they've come to an agreement, some of those creative juices can get going and we'll have some more content to look forward to. Uh, maybe not at the rest of this year, maybe not even the beginning of next year, but a little bit further down the line. Yeah, just well, I love my good 
medical and legal dramas. I know, we, we do love those, those procedurals. Yeah. We know a lot of uh, those writers on those late night shows, they have Ivy League educations, which brings us to number two in our daily four, dealing with Princeton. Princeton is offering a tuition break to students and families who might otherwise not be able to afford it. Attendance will be free for most families earning up to $100,000 a year. You have to get in first, of course. Also, students with family incomes over $100,000 will get more aid. The total cost for attending Princeton is upwards of $83,000 per year, and that's more than $59,000 in tuition, $11,000 plus for housing. It's not the first time Princeton's done something like this either. Back in 2001, it became the first university to ensure students would not have to take out loans to earn a degree there. Princeton can easily afford to make this offer. I mean, they've had lots of money coming in for decades and decades and decades and decades. How long does it go back? According to one expert, the school has a 35.8 billion dollar endowment. Wow. That's a lot of money. However, uh, the same expert doesn't uh, says the move doesn't really address the problem of tuition inflation. When you have billions like that, I don't know, I think you're gonna be okay. He suggests making schools responsible for a portion of student loan debts in cases of default, um, as well as kind of a way to counterbalance all the expenses of higher education. But boy, a Princeton education for free, essentially, if you can get in and, you, <laughs> and your family makes that amount of money. And I think a lot of folks fall into that category. You yeah. know, it opens up a lot of doors. I'm yes, excited for that. Because kid, kids can be expensive, as we know, right? Kids can be oh, <laughs> yes, okay. But you know, you say that endowment mm -hmm. of uh, the billions of dollars, that will go fast if they're giving out free True, tuition. But so. how many, right? Is oh, there yeah. a percentage? It makes me wonder, is there a percentage that they're doing this with or, you know, anybody that qualifies? I mean, I think we're going to probably have to make sure it's rationed out essentially, but yeah, it's, it's gonna be nice for some folks. It's nice to see that too, you know, in the world of where you have to kind of get a higher education to get a yeah. job. I mean, I know that the tides are changing a little bit where it's going back to the trades a little bit more, but there's been such a strong emphasis on having a college degree. I think yeah. people still want to have those and need them for certain jobs that mm -hmm. it's nice to see universities kind of at least offering something yeah, to help. Yeah, and to say you're a Princeton graduate too, I mean, that's that's pretty great. That's fancy. A lot, opens <laughs> up a lot of doors, I'd imagine. Never gonna open them for me though. Uh, now it's number three in our daily for. All right, this is all about a new species that has been discovered and researchers are calling it mesmerizing. This electric blue tarantula species has been discovered in Thailand and researchers found the spider living in mangrove forests during an expedition in southern Thailand. They say the electric blue colored does not come from the presence of blue pigmentation, but rather in the unique structure of the hair. Researchers say that the spider's colorings varies by sex and age. Females and young males have more of a violet hair color than the electric, the metallic blue parts uh, on their body. The electric blue tarantula is apparently one of the world's rarest tarantulas. Researchers say that it's because of the decline of the mangrove forest. Ooh, I don't know. It looks what do like you... something out of a Marvel movie. It, it <laughs> honestly does. Yes. It, it really, really does. It's it's beautiful. It's mm -hmm. beautiful. I'm not going to be holding beautiful it. Beautiful and deadly. <laughs> I mean, you know, they, it looks like you know, a lot of those... I guess they have colorful, you know, appearances to attract mates or whatever. It's kind of what they do. Or, I mean, but it lets you know to stay away if you're in the wild too. Like here I am, don't come near me. But uh, this little guy seems like he's 
pretty, uh, you know, high in high demand. Really, really pretty. <laughs> and fewer, fewer, fewer. I honestly appreciate you, Tarantula, taking on yes, the blue color yes. because, uh, again, that's like you can see it from a distance. It's not yeah. trying to blend so in. Yeah. So thank you for taking on that blue color so we can avoid you. <laughs> yeah, electric blue tarantula. Okay, now it's a number four in our daily four. Speaking of attracting mates, some people who use the dating app Tinder will have to dig into their pockets to get access to some new exclusive features. Tinder Select is a new invite-only membership tier. It costs $500 a month, $499, $500 a month. However, the new option is only being offered to less than 1% of users. Accepted users are allowed to direct message people without matching first. Members can also see and be seen by the app's most sought-after profiles. Users will also have the option of hiding their ads, which there are several ads on Tinder, uh, and see all of the likes sent from the past week as well. This represents the fourth paid tier option within Tinder's platform and a lot of streaming services and apps have increased their prices recently. Uh, I don't know about five hundred dollars, uh, but that's I mean you're for paying, love, Justin. Listen, you wouldn't say, pay five hundred dollars no, for love? No, absolutely not. Yeah, no, no, no way. Absolutely not. That's six thousand dollars a year. I can save money. What if you find it in the first go. month and it's five hundred bucks? Maybe that's what they're banking on, like that people will. I don't think so, dude. Well, I've been on Tinder for like, years. I want. I don't know if I'd want to match the people who were that desperate. Mm. Is it that so you think or it's is it, desperation is it, or is to pay? Invest, just invested in finding love. I don't know. Maybe I'm going to get in trouble. I, no. <laughs> I don't know. I'm like, oh, you, you're that bougie. You got to get the top tier. Like, what about all the other people on the app? Yeah, it, it is kind of like lovely a, people. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> It's true too. It kind of does, I guess, you know, cut you off from some folks, doesn't it? If you're only matching with those people, but maybe it just opens up more doors and you have more control and more power of what happens. Maybe it's worth it for some folks. I'm not going to decry it. I'm not going to power go. to you. Yes, yeah, I don't mean to, to knock it. Yes, do you, you? Yes. <laughs> um, you know, if you heard, we had uh, Madison uh, Sawyer Trout. Is that the correct? I'm saying her the, the correct name the correct way. She. Madison Pruitt Trout, Madison yeah. Pruitt Trout, and she was from the Bachelor uh, franchise, and she was on earlier this week. She has a new book out, and she said that there is, you know, singleness is a gift. It can be considered a gift. A lot of folks don't realize that, but I have, I have the biggest, all the gifts. So many <laughs> gifts. I have years, decades of gifts. Save your five hundred dollars. Here's Justin. Just here I am. Just like, I'm nice. I, I'll, I'll pay for dinner. But maybe, maybe. Once we, we're we like can vouch him for on the market yeah. right here. <laughs> He's a nice oh guy. We can vouch. Thank yeah. you. I appreciate that. Well, Out of the Darkness Community Walk is a journey of remembrance, hope, and support. The walk takes place across the nation, but in Waco, it's going on its 10th year. And joining us now from the American Foundation for Suicide Prevention, we have Jennifer Warnick, a Central Texas board member who has been there from the very beginning of this. So thank you for being here. Thanks all for having me. Thanks, Jennifer. Thank you. Suicide is a public health problem, as we all know, a leading cause of death in the United States, the 11th leading cause of death in Texas. Can you share how suicide impacts individual age groups? So as we all know, suicide really doesn't discriminate on age, color, religion, and uh, but for Texas alone, we, uh, for age groups 10 to 24 and 24 to 34, it is the second leading cause of death. Um, and then it just kind of goes up from there. That it's also the fifth leading cause of death, you know, depending on the age groups. And I mean, it's really shocking when you look at the individual ages, but it, the main point is, is that it doesn't discriminate and everybody's mental health is important. Absolutely. And, you know, talk to us about the out of the darkness community walk. We know it's happening Saturday evening, Brazos Park East. For those who've never heard about that, get us into it. I would say my first experience as a walker at one brought me a huge heartwarming um, 
perspective on suicide in general. You meet a lot of different families that are there for different losses or maybe they're someone who struggles. Um, and, you know, it's just, it's one of those events where you bring everybody together in a community that just gets it. That's good. And uh, you've grown, it's grown over the past years. I'm, I'm sure it has grown quite a bit over the past few years as well, right? Yes, it has. And from COVID kind of took the wind out of our sails, but um, we are, sorry. Oh, it's okay. Live television, we're folks. We're having a microphone <laughs> are, switch out situation here. We are fixing her so microphone here. We'll Apologies. Sure and here this. you go. Yeah, we're just going to, there we go. <laughs> <laughs> Very serious issue we're discussing here, but got to make sure it's heard. Yes. That message is heard. That's so continue. Right? Yes. So the event itself is a community of people who just get it. You don't have to sit around and say, I'm here because when you show up, you're there to laugh, cry, feel however you need to feel in an environment that is welcoming and non judgmental. How do you believe the American Foundation for Suicide Prevention has had an impact on Waco and our surrounding communities over the last 10 years? Well, as I mentioned, just the knowing that that community is there and welcomes you with open arms has given resources to other families that may not have known that this organization existed or even in an event of this manner. Um, for myself, it was one of those things. I, I'm, this organization's been around since 1987. They started doing walks in 2004, and my mom, she's the reason I do this. I lost her in 2011. So if you think about that, in 2011, I still did not know. And so I made it my goal to, um, as and a volunteer, to bring that awareness to our area. And just hearing story after story, kind of my journey, but through their eyes of how they are impacting our communities um, and living on in memory of their loved ones, or maybe through their struggles, they're here to see another day and have a new fresh uh, sense of hope, you know, so. When people come out to this event, um, and obviously you've had a, a very heavy hand in it, making it happen, you know, just like being heavily involved is what I mean to say, um, and you know from every angle what this can do for people, but for those who don't understand truly, what will our participants take away from this after having experienced it? I believe they will learn that there is still hope. Uh, this is a very dark subject. There is still a lot of stigmatism around it. They will walk away with a new sense of hope. They will, you know, maybe not be fully there, but at least have that sense that they can cope with their new reality. Uh, and again, the resources that are there, not just our organization, but we bring in every local resource that we possibly can for those here in this area that, you know, maybe they didn't realize they had that help before. Help is out there and you're seeing examples of that on your screen right now. You have a resource there with the code you can scan if you would like to learn more information. And as you can see from the huge crowd in one of those pictures and all of the lights, candles, phones, uh, and pups, as you see right there, you, you have a community to join if you need help or if you've been through something. What do people need to know when they come up, when they come out to this? It's, I guess it's open to the public, it's free. What do they need to be aware of as they come out to this event? I would say get there early at six o'clock. We open up um, and we have a lot of pre-event activities like decorating a luminaire in memory of yourself yeah. or a loved one. You pick up your honor beads, which represent your connection to the cause. Um, but we also have some kid activities and we're this year to celebrate our 10 years, we'll be serving hot dogs. So it okay. would be nice to see everybody's faces yeah. uh, and again. That's tremendous. In some ways, would you say it's kind of like you get a bit of a reunion feel at some yes. of these events because people come back year after year. And I mean, I imagine that those relationships, some of them will probably grow throughout the year and in between. But just seeing those folks that you've been through something so difficult with, 
rely upon each other and support each other has to be a special part. Oh, it is most definitely. And what I love the most about this event, you mentioned connections. Uh, the walk is one day a year, but the connections last a lifetime. And I'm trying not to get emotional, but yes, it's, it's a very important part of the journey uh, and healing and making those connections and sharing your story. I say it's hard. That's the first uh, step is to talk about it. And you want to talk away the darkness. You want to talk your way through the healing process. And by making those small steps, it makes a huge impact, not only in your life, but those you're talking to, you find out they have similar stories. And I know the hope is those small steps from everyone will help you reach a goal that you have listed on your website, $40,000? Yes, $40,000. Uh, like I said, before COVID, we surpassed that. We blew it out the water. Uh, obviously, inflation and everything else is kind of uh, downing that. But we are on the uptick of raising those funds and those funds actually 50% stay in our community. The other 50%, they go to the national office and they fund uh, research. Uh, most people don't know that the American Foundation for Suicide Prevention is the nation's leading mental health research uh, organization. And they take that research and create amazing material for educational purposes for our teens, for workplace environments, um, just for the community in general. And so they do a really amazing job of putting that money back into the communities. All right, thank you so much for what you're doing. Thank I know you it's gonna be a thank you for having good me. turnout. Again, we wanna remind people the details, the Out of the Darkness Walk, it's taking place at Brazos Park East Saturday. Check-in is at 6 p.m. and the walk kicks off at seven. We'll be right back. Imagination Library of Waco is a nonprofit affiliate of Dolly Parton's Imagination Library. The program helps provide much needed books to children across Waco and encourages them to read at an early age. Gotta love Dolly and that mission. On Sunday, October 8th, they'll host their first fundraising event. It's the Great Waco Duck Race. Here to give us the details on this event and the work of the Imagination Library of Waco, we have the Executive Director, Dr. Noelle Baker. So thanks for being here, Dr. Baker. Thank now, you. we hear all the time, Getting children to read is an at an early age is very important. How does the Imagination Library help facilitate sure. that? Sure. So Imagination Library mails one free age-appropriate book to children from the time they enroll. They can enroll at birth, so from birth to age five, um, they get one free book in the mail every month. Um, so really by making reading habitual, providing these books to children every single month and making the books fun books that children want to read and get excited about, um, is really just setting them up for being excited about reading, being excited about learning, to set themselves up, set, set themselves up for success at school in the future. About how many people are enrolled? You said to be eligible, you just basically have to be born. So. Right, right. <laughs> yeah. so, so we are eligible in six different zip codes in Waco right now. Um, and um, yeah, that's all, that's it. If they live in the zip code, if they're zero until the month they turn five years old, um, they are eligible for the program and can go online to enroll. And what's, we have a map there actually of, of this Great Waco uh, duck race. I'm sorry, that's not right now yet. That's of the eligible areas. That's what we're talking yes, about. Yes, those there. are the six eligible zip codes in Waco yeah. right now. We hope to expand to the county, and that's part of why we're fundraising, is we're trying to uh, make sure we have the funds to cover the books for children. Um, so these are our six zip codes available right now. And then coming soon, we saw that expansion. That, that's going to be great as you kind of get bigger and better and exactly. grow even more. So we know Sunday, October 8th, we have the, the Great Waco Duck Race. Yeah. What What is that? Yeah, How, so is this that? is a rubber duck race. It's a charitable raffle event. Um, we're going to dump 6,000 ducks from the Washington Avenue Bridge, and they're going to swim their way to... Uh, the suspension bridge and the first four ducks to cross the finish line will win prizes. 
Oh, wonderful. And thank you. We see some of the duckies They're on the screen cute. there, and she brought some in the studio. We love it. There's a QR code on your screen where you can go to Adopt a Duck, but there's also the event this weekend to adopt a duck sure. as well. Yes, so we're going to be, we'll have a tent at the downtown Waco Farmers Market this weekend. Nice. So people can stop by our tent uh, to adopt their duck in person um, if they're not able to do it online or just want to come out and see us. What exactly does that mean? What do participants uh, and winners receive? Sure. So when you adopt a duck, you're not actually getting to take your duck home with okay. you. So okay. uh, these ducks will be labeled with a unique number and your name will be associated with a unique number that'll be in the will be racing for you to try to win prizes, um, but all participants will will get a um, two passes to Hawaiian Falls. Oh, great! Um, and then our prizes, our big four prizes, are Visa gift cards, fifteen hundred for first place, seven fifty for second, two fifty for third place, and then the first through third and the fourth place will all receive a four pack of season passes to Hawaiian Falls. Well, I'm sure you get this a lot, and it was my first question when I heard about this event. Where do all of the little duckies go? I have to call sure. them duckies. <laughs> Yeah, so yeah, we get that question a lot. Um, so most important thing is the ducks will not float off downstream. They are going to be contained. We're going to have two booms that will contain all the ducks. Um, and we will have a team of people in canoes and boats ready to pick up every single duck. No duck left behind. We want okay. to get all of them. Um, like they're going to be then shipped off to their next race. So these races are done all over the country. Yeah. Uh, so we have to collect them all and get them okay. ready for shipping. So I can't sneak this one away. This is part of the part of He's the deal. Competitor. He's a competitor. Yeah. Yeah. Um, if people can't adopt a duck or just aren't able to, they can still attend the event. Right? Absolutely. We would love for people to come out and watch the duck drop. The duck mm. drop will be at two o'clock in the afternoon, and there's going to be a great family fun event where we're going to have bounce houses, games, activities, arts and crafts. Uh, so the whole family can come out and enjoy a fun afternoon. And year-round, what would you like people to know also about Imagination Library, sure. the mission, and how people yeah. can get involved? Yeah, so, um, yeah, Imagination Library, um, yeah, we year-round are fundraising, so people can always donate um, if they're interested in supporting Imagination Library. And we're always looking for volunteers for events. We're often at um, school events or other fairs or festivals or we are just there to help enroll children in the program. Let's get Dolly here. Yeah, Dolly. We would love that. Come on, come on. <laughs> We're working on it. I think what's really great is you have all these individuals building these libraries and those, those can be given to the siblings or other kids. Right, yes. Is yeah. there a mechanism to get those other people or is it kind of just relying on people to, hey, as your child phases out, maybe pass that along to another child who could use it? Yeah, I mean, that's for sure. We, we want people to keep books and pass yeah. them along to generations, but um, also each children is eligible to receive books. Um, and so um, in a family, if there's several siblings, every sibling okay. um, under five can enroll. Um, and they all get books that are unique to their age. So the mm -hmm. littlest babies are getting picture books, the older kids are getting storybooks. Yeah. Um, so everyone can enroll and um, get books. Oh, Noel, thank you for all you do in our community. Yeah, this is you. fun. Yeah, thank you. And get your duck. Yes. Yes. Watch them race. Yeah, that great Waco duck race benefiting Imagination Library of Waco. One more time, it's Sunday, October 8th, 1 p.m. to 3 p.m. And 6,000 rubber ducks will drop from the Washington Avenue Bridge. And there are still about 1,300 ducks ready to adopt. So check it out. We're back after that. This has been a Rogue Media Network production.